Saint Cormac. Here is Tom Daly talking about the history of Kilcormac. We feel we're fortunate in Kilcormac that we have lots of stories that can be told. A broad sweep would take us from earliest times, things like the Mesolithic Bronze Age, um, ring forts around here and so on. The Middle Ages was all about uh, the church and the church influence and we have our story of St Cormac and how a man from Cork who was seafaring and fond of voyages on the sea ends up in the middle of the country with no sea anywhere near him. Um, and then we come on, I suppose, to the from the Middle Ages onwards, I suppose the Anglicisation of Ireland and the plantations and how they impacted on Kilcormac, where we have a town which takes its name from St Cormac back in the 6th century to changing its name to Frankfurt, which reflected the influence of some of the local landowner families here. Then how after that it reverted to Kilcormac again Cormac O'Lehan was part of a growing band of religious men in early medieval Ireland during the 5th and 6th centuries, who were responsible for establishing religious centres throughout the length and breadth of the country. These men were devout and scholarly, and became missionaries spreading the word of God throughout Ireland, Britain and Europe. It is from this golden era of religious devotion that Ireland earned the title of the land of saints and scholars. Cormac began his religious training under one of Ireland's patron saints, Saint Colum Kill, at the nearby monastery at Duro. Cormac would later become abbot of the monastery, and the symbol of his authority, the wonderful Duro crozier, is currently on view at the National Museum of Ireland on Kildare Street in Dublin. Kill had established an abbey on Iona Island, which became the most influential centre for the spread of Christianity in Scotland. A fearless mariner, Cormac soon joined Colum Kill on his travels throughout Scotland's islands, spreading the word of God and earning the name Cormac of the Sea. It is said that Cormac set up more churches in Scotland than he had joints in his body. However, Cormac longed for a quiet life where he could devote himself entirely to God and decided to return to Ireland to establish his own church. He sought a place where the sound of a river would lull him to sleep, where he could commune with nature and have a beautiful vista towards the south. When Cormac reached Kilcormac, he knew he had found such a spot. The locals felled trees to help Cormac build his first church, and he then set about constructing a stone tower 25 feet in height, in which he could pray and meditate. Soon, people began to travel through the forest from neighbouring settlements, raths and ring forts, to hear Cormac's mass on Sundays and holy days. There are five wells dedicated to St Cormac in the surrounding landscape. It is said that he visited these wells, baptising the faithful in the naturally occurring springs and tending to their needs in times of trouble. As with holy wells throughout Ireland, local folklore holds that they have healing powers. 
Traditionally, people with various ailments would visit the wells and rub their afflicted area with a cloth soaked in its water. They would then tie the rag to a nearby tree in the hope that the saint would answer their prayers and heal them. According to local legend, Cormac was killed in nearby Eglish by two wolves, a death which had been prophesied by St. Colman many years previously. A window in Eglish church depicts the bloody event. Unfortunately, no trace of Cormac's original monastery or its fabled tower exists today. However, Cormac's legacy lives on through local stories and in the name of the place that he established over 1,500 years ago.